Hello and welcome everyone to another edition of the Sunday Talk. I am your host, Joseph Dronick. Joining me today is uh, Dylan Morris. Just give him a moment. He'll be on in a second. Um, so, oh, Dylan's on. Dylan, how you doing, man? I'm all right. How about you? Doing pretty well, man. Um, so some pretty uh, crazy news has uh, kind of shook the church this week, man. <laughs> like the entire... Yeah. The entire evangelical world um, seems to be uh, seem just seems to be enamored by this and not knowing what to do. And uh, for everyone wondering, the news is that um, I'll, I'll break it to them, Dylan. That Doctor James White is a fan of Skillet. Wait, what? I know. Yeah, I know, right? Can you that, picture this? I, I, that was not exactly what I was expecting to to hear. <laughs> I did. I was messing with everyone. That's not the big news. Okay. That's just that's just more like I can't picture uh, James White listening to Skillet. Can you? Yeah, to a degree I can. To a degree, not really. Can you picture him like j- just like he's in the corner with his headphones in, going "Feel Invincible Earthquake"? <laughs> I can. Yeah, I can see that, but um. Oh yeah, what it? Oh man, my entire perception of James White just changed. But um, <laughs> anywho, um, no disrespect to you, James. Uh, if we love, <laughs> we love you, man. But uh, that's just me learning not to judge a book by its cover. Um, the real news of this week is the apparent repentance of one Todd White. And for all you who don't know who Todd White is, Todd White is, um, I don't know if I would classify him a prosperity preacher, but he's definitely a faith healer. He's someone that goes around preaching of sinless perfection. And he also um, has been caught uh, faking these miracles. Uh, Dylan, as a matter of fact, when we did our show on the prosperity gospel, did we mention Todd White? I don't, I don't, I honestly don't think we did. I think we only mentioned like the, the, like top, and that's pretty much it like the top five yeah, prosperity think... and the top five truly sound anti-prosperity gospel teachers yeah i think i think we didn't but um yeah he's one he's a very popular guy um and there he go and that's what he does he's a faith healer and then he shook the world when he preached this sermon i believe it's called uh, god's heart for humanity I've heard i have it, it yeah. saved i just haven't and I watched it, and he's genuinely remorseful, and he's preaching on how he feels like he led people astray. He's saying he's quoting uh, Charles Spurgeon, he's quoting Ray Comfort, and as a matter of fact, using Ray Comfort's evangelism model, which um, Dylan, I don't know if I told you this, but that's the evangelism model that uh, converted me. Hmm. You did not tell me. Well, now you know. <laughs> You I think mean, you know I'm someone. I'm getting stages of, of learning about rape comfort myself, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. And it's so, funny, yeah, I have now. Ray Comfort's books, and yet I still don't even really truly know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you're missing out on, uh, on definitely someone. Definitely look into him more because his method of, method of evangelism is really beneficial just in terms of learning how to do it because it's simple. Yeah, the, the, 
yeah, uh, boom that from him is actually my uh, everything. Hold on, Dylan, um, you went out. Can you repeat that? The book from Ray Comfort is a uh, is all about like the scientific facts that are within the Bible, as well as what scientists have to say about the Bible, as and uh, yeah, just just things that prove that prove the Bible to be real, to be truthful and everything. For example, just not not trying to make it about about Ray Comfort since that's not while we're while we're here and everything, but uh, just like one example, it talks about the uh, Earth Earth rotation being in, in the book of Isaiah, which was written quite a, quite a few years into the BC time frame, and yet man didn't discover Earth's rotation until about 1600 BC, 1600 AD. Right. So that's about about a three a three or four thousand year difference, and yet the Bible had already even said the that notion before we, before we as man discovered it. And how about the Earth also being on an axis? The same scripture talks about the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's also in, in that book. As well as as well as atoms being that a uh, sub substance of things not seen in in the book of Hebrews, right. as well as plenty of other things. The possibility of dinosaurs wow. being mentioned in the Bible being in the book of Job, chapter forty, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's yeah, again that, Ray Comfort. Let's get back his, to the topic. <laughs> yeah, but I do want to say Ray Comfort's uh, teachings. I've recommend every christian to look into firmly i um but to sort of bring it back here so he preached this whole sermon and he was um crying and it seemed like he was legit but i don't i just want to get your opinion on this we've had um all week to kind of simmer on this we've heard one camp say one thing the other camp say another what are your thoughts on it I, I fall some, somewhere down the middle. I lean more towards not genuine repentance quite yet. But I do see a little bit of, of hope. And by that, I mean, like, he, met, he has finally come, come out to, to admit that he has not been preaching a true gospel. But on top of that, I have yet to see any true fruit to, to bear witness to what he claims. So with that being said... I'm not going to just toss his re repentance to the side and say, no, he's not, he's not a genuine Christian, but pretty much let's just wait and see where things go. So, so, uh, when, whenever things start coming out of the, out of the dark and, and I start seeing the proof of it is when I'm going to truly be able to decide whether I can truly trust that repentance or not. But as of right now, where we stand at, I'm leaning towards no, because, because of things that he still has said over the past weekends and everything. Such as, for example, uh, for for one, he says that he was he was saved six, sixteen years ago, but yet if he was truly saved sixteen years ago, how is he just now understanding what the Bible was all about? Right, right. If you ask me, he he, it was more like salvation deception. If anything, he he was thinking that he was saved sixteen years ago, but in reality, he really wasn't. And therefore, now is the time that, that he's genuinely saved if he has truly, and I do mean truly, repented. Right, right. I actually, um, going off that, I want to bring your attention to Matthew 7, verses 22 and 23. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? 
And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So when and I just, just want to emphasize the word never in there. He didn't say, I don't right. know you or I did not know you. He said, I never knew you. Exactly. I just want to really drive that home, which I think we've, I think since we started the podcast, we've been trying to really tell the younger generation in the church this. When you are saved, you belong to Jesus. And if you belong to Jesus, no one can take you then away there from There is him. nothing that can pluck you out of his hand. Exactly. Exactly. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just want to mention yeah. why I do that. I got jinxed a lot. And Dylan, you know who, who did this? I, I made like a promise because of this. They're a mutual friend of ours, and this is all in love. But I made a little promise never to get jinxed again. So I think I've been pretty good on wait, that. Wait, so, so, so who is this? Uh, the first letter of their first name. Okay. Okay. Yep, I already know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, we we love you, by the way. But and I think I even told I I told them this to their face. But uh, I just want to let people know why I jumped to jinx you. But um. <laughs> but uh, but like I agree with you. 100%. That's what we need to realize. Was, was Todd White saved and then deceived? I don't believe so. What Did he have a false salvation or a false sense? I don't know. However, um, has he... He seems to have been pretty hush-hush over the week. It seems like he kind of preached that sermon and kind of fell off the radar. Has he made any statements yeah. since then? I haven't no- noticed any. But uh, I, I haven't really been too, too into the into the re- research of Todd White until like pretty much yesterday whenever whenever everything was catching up to me yeah yeah same here um and again I just want to say to everyone here we don't know and we can't say if someone's salvation is genuine we don't know repentance isn't 100% right away very rarely is that the case so what we have here is a case of maybe what I hope is that someone who is notoriously a false teacher who over time will admit more and more. And I don't want to just say false teacher. I have to say scam artist or con artist, I guess is the proper term. Uh, Dylan, you know his uh, most famous thing was the extending of the leg, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I just learned that t- today when watching a video on, on his repentance and everything. <laughs> Yeah, and now we know that. And if you really look at the video, that he's just messing with the shoe. Now, yeah. I just want to mention here to everyone, hey, Landon, what's up, buddy? But um, I do believe that God still heals. Yes. I firmly believe that. However, when we, we don't, there's always a purpose to things. Like I eat, uh, Justin Peters made a very famous uh, comment about it. Whenever these things happen, you could always rely on Justin Peters to say something. And that's a good thing. I'm not knocking Justin Peters. I love Justin Peters. Yeah. But he yeah. has CP. Well, even, even then, I, I still do pay, pay attention to uh, what, what he does say because some of, some, some, not all the time, mind you, but some, some of the times, they appear to be genuine on the outside, but they're really not genuine on the inside. And sometimes they do have, because they are human, just like us. They they right. do have wrong wrong days and right days. So right, I still, right. So even though I do trust Justin one hundred and ten percent, 
with what he says, I'd still do pay attention to watch out with what he says. Of course, like as we show with everyone. By the way, Landon just said his girls are listening with him. So, hey, Bryn, hey, Kinsley. Dylan, don't be shy. Say hi to Bryn and Kinsley. Oh, I'm just now seeing a message. Hey, Bryn and Kinsley, <laughs> how are y'all? Their and eyes by, went wide. We're talking about the repentance of Todd White in case you haven't caught up with it yet. Yeah, we're just um, of Todd White. Yeah, we're discussing right what, now what we think about it and things of that nature. But and then ahead, Joe, I keep we're going. Sorry, man. We're talking about like <laughs> what we think and then what we should do as a church when these things happen. So that's what we're getting at right now. We're just in the we're in the very early stages of this conversation. I've heard very little of it. What exactly did he repent of? Um, all right, the, you weren't in the uh, false gospel. Because because uh, he he is very very much notorious for the faith healing practice, not so much prosperity gospel, because yeah he does preach the prosperity gospel, but nowhere near to the degree of uh, nowhere near to the degree degree of Benny Hinn or Kenneth Copeland or people of that nature. But he's definitely big into the faith healing process. Yeah, and his main thing is the like more or less the extension of the legs. And if you really pay attention closely to what he does, all he's really doing is changing the angles of the shoes. And then boom, all of a sudden you're, you're magically healed. Yeah, that's pretty much what he repented of. And I just want to add in, he he's apparently been reading um, Charles Spurgeon. He's also been researching the evangelism of Ray Comfort. And in this sermon he gave last week, the man was in tears about mm -hmm. saying he's been preaching a false gospel, literally can't breathe crying i repent i repent and there's a lot of gray areas to this because um like you said with the like dylan said with the shoe it wasn't just a faith healing it was a very obvious scam so i maybe what i personally believe in you know simple psychology will tell you this that if you lie to yourself enough you believe it's true. So if I never set foot in Canada and I keep telling myself, and which is true, I never set foot in Canada. If I tell myself over and over again, I set foot in Canada, I was in Canada, I went to Toronto and I went to a Maple Leafs game, eventually I'm going to start believe, to believe it. So maybe did Todd White convince himself that he's right? Did he convince himself that he's healing? Did maybe the Lord actually heal you know, somebody? I, I think about that. Yeah, it's very possible, man. Yeah. But well, um as as they say time will heal so, so I guess time will tell in this case. Yes, um I also with, with any other case. Yeah, um because, like do I you said remember earlier, I have yet to see any fruits to be bored, but Right, right. Go ahead, and <laughs> I was going to say I was just going to add on to that cuz who knows cuz <laughs> after he uh preached, he went quiet for a week and I don't he's probably preaching today, I don't know. As a matter of fact, I didn't find out about this until Monday. So we couldn't even cover it on the last Sunday talk, even though it happened last Sunday, which we couldn't have anyway because of my mic issues, which yeah, seems to be resolved now. So yesterday. <laughs> well, well, here we go. But um, I do want to say I do approach this with a fair bit of caution 
now because yeah. do you remember last year when Kanye West uh, repent became a Christian? And I just want to say, not mm. only did he repent, Kanye West made probably the best Christian album of 2019. His Jesus is King album is amazing. It really is, Dylan. Yeah, have you I, heard it? I, I, that that's that's ar- arguable in that case because if I remember correctly, I think Casting Crowns released a 2019 album called Only Jesus, and that one is definitely top place on my on my ranks. If that one was 2019 and not 2018, I think it was. It was either late 2018 or 2019. I don't remember exactly, but uh, Kanye's was a little. Tell you the truth, it was actually a little after my birthday. I, wait, when did Jesus is King come out? Because I remember. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't pay attention to, to all of that. Even though I probably should. I mean, it's a, dude. If you get a chance to have, if you get a chance to listen, no, listen. It came out in October, so and my birthday's in August, so it came out way after my birthday. But not only did he make this incredible album, he had a past. He was under a pastor that graduated from the master's seminary. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. But uh, but yeah, yeah. I, just, I just looked it up myself, and sure enough, October twenty fifth. That's my mom's birthday. Oh, get out! Really? Yep, October twenty fifth, and then uh, a certain friend that you already know, his birthday was is the twentieth. Oh wow! And over here, I'm I'm in August. You guys are on the cooler side. I'm the one that's going to be sweating profusely on my birthday. But um, no, me me as well because I'm in March. I'm not going to get into that debate right now, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, I mean, my, my body temperature range, range, range is between 101 and 102. So I think I have you beat on the sweat. Yeah. Because I, I sweat but, um, weather, so, but anyway, let's get back to the topic. <laughs> that's not healthy, but so like I said, then, you know, he seemed incredibly solid and then, you could tell he was very immature in the faith because not only was he calling people like Mormons and Jehovah's Witness brothers in Christ, he was palling up with Joel Osteen. Yeah. And now it went from, okay, you're on fire, you're making this album, to I, I'm questioning your Christianity. I'm questioning. So he repented and admitted his false message, Todd White, I mean. He admitted, quote unquote, I'm preaching a half gospel. Those were his exact words. And he admitted that he wasn't fully preaching the, the fact that after we die, judgment waits. And what exactly the yeah. cross means. So. Well, well cor- correct me if, if, I, if I'm wrong, but is there even such thing as a half gospel? Because if you ask me, yeah, the gospel is 100% truth. And you, it is possible to, to uh, say half, half truths and half lies. But. I don't think half gospel would be a proper term. It's either full gospel or no gospel whatsoever. Because if you twist one nook and any in the gospel, then it is not for the gospel. Yeah, exactly. I'll even go as far to say the half truth, a half truth is more dangerous than a full on lie. Mm-hmm. I've always said that. And I think I said this on. I think it was the Ephesians show that we did on the second part where if I wanted to lie to Dylan and say why I didn't live up to the plans, I would say I got stuck in traffic, not a Tyrannosaurus Rex stepped on my car and then I had to fight it off with a stick. <laughs> that one was funny. <laughs> yeah. To me anyway. 
Yeah, I, I find it funny, and it's my own joke, so how narcissistic is that? <laughs> but um, So he was very dangerous, and I also want to add in here his quote-unquote spiritual father, and I'm not pulling this out of some obscure article. There's an actual video of the two men standing side by side and Todd White admitting this. He considered Kenneth Copeland a spiritual father. Mm-hmm. And Kenneth Copeland actually is probably the worst prosperity teacher there is today. And if you matter of fact, if you subscribe to a YouTube channel called The Polite Leader, he just finished the top 10 worst uh, word of faith teachers. And Kenneth Copeland came in number one. I, I agree with him there. And there's Todd White calling him a father in the faith, saying that his ministry is quote unquote rock solid. And I just want to add in here, Kenneth Copeland Hold on, I just want to read what Landon said. Any gospel that doesn't include the birth, death, resurrection, and return of Christ a present day, it's a present day reality is a partial gospel. We see the fruits of it now. Right, right. To sort of bring it back here, Kenneth Copeland has been on record saying that the biggest failure in all the Bible is God himself. This is public. You can look this up. And he has not once recanted this. So therefore, when you hear someone calling this ministry rock solid, I have to, I have to question where you stand. So, genuine. So, Dylan, you watched uh, Justin Peters' response, and me and you seem to agree in a large part. He said something very, very specific about public heresy. Can you just summarize what he said about public heresy for me? Actually, I don't. I don't think I I, I uh, watched that far in, into it because I only got to watch like the first ten or fifteen minutes of it. Oh, a uh, public heresy requires public repentance. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. You just, in other words, you just used different wording than, than he used because I don't recall him using heresy in in the end of the entire video. So yeah, yeah. Pu- public heresy requires public repentance is ultimately the sum- summary. So you did. Pretty much hitting them on the head. Right, right. <laughs> but now to kind of shift gears a little bit, Dylan, we know that when we first come to Christ, as a matter of fact, one of the reasons why I made the five things every new Christian should know, why I wrote out that list and started this podcast, this whole podcast was essentially born from that list, was mm-hmm. as a young believer we do tend to hold on to to sometimes some kind of kooky beliefs. And sometimes we have to unlearn a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm still in the process of learning half things that I was taught before Christ. Yes. Same here. But, um, so, and as a matter of fact, um, there was this really popular, uh, new age teacher. Her name's Doreen Virtue who is now a Bible-believing Christian. She got saved like three years. I've, I've never heard of. Yeah, she's not like one of the big... Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not too too into the New Age movement, so, that, so that's all you as far as knowing anything about it. Right, right. Um, I just want to add in, she was actually the most successful New Age author of all time. She uh, owned a ranch in Hawaii with like, tons of animals 
There was no reason for her to leave. She got saved, sold everything, lost everything, pulled books off shelves, stuff like that. And when she got saved, she went public and did interviews, and she was admittedly in a bad church. She has admitted that. She held on to some kooky beliefs. And to this day admits, yes, though that was then, this is now, I've moved on, I'm out of that bad church, I'm in a proper church. But there's still some people on the internet, which is why um, I don't mention names of my friends and family other unless they're on the show, to on the show because I don't want them coming after my friends and family, especially like how am I supposed to know that some obscure Facebook post I made like four years ago, five years ago, isn't going to resurface and then things happen and then people get dragged down to the mud. It's a very dangerous, hostile. It's almost like a walk instead of a walk in a park. It's in the, it's a walk in Jurassic park. Again, what's the, the Tyrannosaurus Rex joke, man. What's up with me in that? But <laughs> so it's like I'm saying, like you now. Know, I, you I know, really do think that you, that you uh, this is besides the point, but I think you need to make make a movie called Jurassic Parking. This time, just teach dinosaurs how to drive, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have a velociraptor. Right, the final is what you were saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. The final shot of the movie is a is a T Rex with its tiny arms learning how to parallel park, and then when it does it, you hear. <laughs> Okay, right. back to serious <laughs> topics. So, like you said, Dylan, what do you think would be best right now, not only for the public, excluding the public repentance, what do you think someone like Todd White should do in this time if he is genuinely repented and doesn't want to preach this faith-healing mumbo-jumbo anymore? Well, m mostly because he, he is technically a baby Christian, provided his repentance is genuine. I don't think that he, that he, he's even qualified to be behind the pulpit. So if anything, get away from the pulpit and get into in, into the pews in a, in a proper church that does teach sound doctrine. And then provided you're actually growing with that church and everything because of that church, because of your own private study, and ultimately because of Christ and what he's doing in your life. And somewhere down the line, you can get back to the pulpit, to the pulpit teaching sound doctrine this time. So ultimately, getting away from the pulpit and into the pews is what I think will be the, the best thing for him to do. Right. I agree with you 100%. As a matter of fact, um, 1 Timothy 3 mentions of how a church leader, excuse me, should not be a new convert. And I think when you have someone, like you said, who's been preaching damnable heresies for a long time, he definitely needs to back up, get, close his ministry, donate the money, give it back if possible, and just find a good church and sit down somewhere with the Bible, read the whole thing cover to cover, and just have a quality qualified leader over him someone to help guide him and shepherd him a true spiritual father and yes uh, i agree with you landon show him the same grace um that we're shown and i just want to say to anyone 
if you are um, if you're coming out of any form of false teaching or you are just getting saved from anything, I just want to say the most grace, the best thing you can do right now is to step back and just plug in with like-minded Christians and learn. Let me phrase that plug in with mature Christians and just devour the word of God. Um, that's what I did. Of course, um, we live in the social media generation. So uh, Dylan, who has my personal Facebook, I, if you scroll back far enough, you're going to see some pretty gnarly things, man. <laughs> but um, but just like I said, we need to show him grace, show him love. Yes, mercy is way greater than judgment, man. Absolutely. We need to show him mercy. We need to show him and everyone love. We need to, of course, encourage him to take the hard steps. I always tell people that the friend you want, the brother you want, is not the one who's going to keep you in your comfort zone. He's gonna, they're going to be the ones to motivate you to do what you got to do, to get stuff done, to get on to make sure to remove the stumbling blocks on your, in your walk with God. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Amen. The Holy Spirit is rejoicing. I'm sorry. I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Spirit is leading him into truth. Just like us rejoice that he received correction and admitted it. Amen. Men and um, we are rejoicing. We just want to let people know here: pray for him always. I even admit, pray for me, pray for your leaders, pray for John MacArthur, which I want to get into that also, Dylan, if you have the time. Uh, you know, just simple thing. <laughs> yeah, just a simple thing. They didn't shut the power in Grace Community Church, so praise God for that. The church service um, went off, as far as I know, without a hitch. Uh, he did say some very, very interesting and humbling truths in the sermon. Some of it was very funny and comedic, but there was a lot of truth there and heavy-handed truth at that, like the the fresco. Yeah, that, that was actually, yeah, that was actually the first YouTube uh, notification that, that I got is as 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 a result. Uh, of being being more or less threatened to have his to have the church's power cut off, the church buildings anyway, because then we are the church. Yeah, the church building cut cut off. Uh, the first sermon that, that he performed, according to my to my notifications, was uh uh something about obeying God rather than man. Right. And uh, amen. Pr pr and pretty much, pretty much, uh them banning the, the church, churches and everything, church gatherings and worshiping and everything. That was a, that was a direct threat, threat against Christianity. So right, right. And therefore that was going against Christian values and, and everything else of that nature. So that, that was him disobeying man rather than disobeying God. And that's one thing I have great respect for any pastor for is if they're, when they're, when they're willing to be courageous enough to step up to the line and fight for God and not for man. When the Amen. two contradict I, each other. 
Amen. I agree. I, I think that um, one of the biggest dangers in modern day Christianity is the people pleasing church. Yes. Is the kind that kind of just play it safe and never and not take a stand on anything. I, I think more and more, especially in the times we live in, we need to remain as bold as we've ever been. We need to, at least in the American church, I know we have international listeners. I don't know what it's like in other countries. If someone could uh, reach out to me and tell me what it's like in other countries, uh, please let, feel free. But we were found, we live in a nation that was founded on the principles, on Christian principles. Now, I'm not saying all the founding fathers were Christian. Some of them were atheist to deist, but they realized that with, if you remove God from the equation, that there's no, you can't govern man. There's no sense of morality. And now we live in the day and age where people are just striving to take God out of the equation. And hence, everything is uh, becoming permissible. And that's a really dangerous place to be. It's not a place that I want to be. I pray that that's, that there's a stop to this soon. Um, but yeah, I think when we have, how do I put this? Times like this require bold men, not safe men. The safe men come along later and write the biographies of the bold men. <laughs> I never heard that one before, but that one is very true. It was actually on, um, I, if you listen to Apologia Radio, their opening, their opening credits, so to speak, that's where, uh, that's where you hear that. I don't know who said it initially, but I was driving listening to Apologia Radio. I think it was Monday. And I heard that quote, and this was right after John MacArthur took that stand. And I was like, yes, that's it. That's what we need. So, um, what was I going to say? Oh, man. I'm sure you were so, going to say words. Yes, I was going to say, uh, actually, I was going to say uh, letters and syllables that when you put them together, they form words. And if you put the words together, they form sentences. <laughs> I figured that you're going to, you're, you're going to say, say uh, little fragments of letters that form letters that form words that, that forms fragments and then sentences. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, Dylan, should we, uh, do you think it's time to make the, uh, the announcement? Yeah, let's go ahead. <laughs> All right. So Thursday show, we have something really special planned. Um, two men that I know from New York, uh, two extremely talented Pete brothers of brothers in Christ are actually, um, they formed a rap group called one nation. And they're putting out their debut EP called that's actually the, that's actually where the name came from one nation under God, but um, it's just one nation and they're putting out their debut EP in August. And we're actually going to have them on the show talking about the album, which is uh, it's pretty sweet. 
and I can't wait for it. They're extremely talented. I haven't. We uh, still we're gonna listen to the album this week, me and Dylan, and we're gonna give you more details on where you can buy it, where you can stream it. And I gotta say, these brothers are sound, and I'm not saying rock solid like Todd White said to Kenneth Copeland. They really are rock solid and extremely talented. I can't wait for you guys to hear this album and hear their music. And I'm going to be excited to listen to it myself. Yeah. I actually have a friend that, that currently does Christian rap, also in the beginning stages, and another friend that does more or less indie pop. Really? Mm-hmm. The friend that does... Well, I'll I'll give I'll release both both of their names a little bit later. <laughs> right, right. In case you in case you're interested. Oh yeah, let me know, man. I'm always looking to try and to listen to new things and stuff like that. And again, I I just have to bring this up again. James White is a skillet fan. <laughs> <laughs> what is up with you and James White with skillet? I don't know. I I can't picture this. I can't picture the rock and roll theologian. I just can't. <laughs> uh, they did an episode on the dividing line, so I'd actually recommend everyone check that. And also, a podcast that I think everyone could benefit from is The Dividing Line with James White. So, um, yeah, sun, this uh, Thursday is going to be a really amazing show. I can't wait for it, man. And it's kind of cool for me. I'm a little inside, whatever, because I knew them. I've known them for a long time. So I remember, because I remember, like, I'd hear them, like, freestyle occasionally or something like that. And then they would came to me one day and says, oh, yeah we're writing an EP and here's what it's called. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it's going to be great. And then they kept this thing so hush hush. And then when I moved to Florida, that was around the time they finished it. And I was like, so now that it's coming out, I really couldn't be happier for them. Uh, what's your dog trying to say? I don't know, man. She barks at like every little thing. <laughs> I think she's a. Uh, I think she's barking because of the Holy Spirit's at at the doors, and someone hasn't sung "Holy Spirit" by Jesus Worship yet. <laughs> <laughs> that is that the strangest weird th- thing to joke I have ever made. Like, oh my gosh! <laughs> I think yeah. she's. Uh, you know what? In I'm actuality, a little bit too much. I think you are. Um, in actuality, she's probably just barking at a cyclist or something. Yeah. But um. So yeah, so we have Todd White. Just pray for him, and just pray that he just continues to grow, and that uh, he continues to that the Holy Spirit will reveal more and more truths to him, and. Also pray for this uh pray for this week's show coming up. Like I can't that this out al- that we that this album be God glorifying and just an absolute asset to the kingdom of God. 
And, um, you know what, Dylan, I just have to ask you, because this is a Sunday talk regular, and we haven't talked about it yet. Where are you in the Bible this week? Actually, I'm kind of, flo- I'm kind of floating, like, because I'm kind of just coming out of the NLT all over again, and the NLT didn't really do me much good, so I'm back to my CSB, but, uh, so I'm kind of floating a little bit everywhere, but mo- mostly I've been in the Timothy's as well as the John's. First, second, third John, and then first, second Timothy. Pretty nice, much going, nice. Going o- over a memory refresher, I guess you could say. Yeah, awesome, man. I actually just finished uh, the epistles, all of them. The only one I haven't read yet. The last seven books of Isaiah are rocking my world this week. Oh, really, man? Any reason in particular? I didn't know Isaiah had more than one book. <laughs> yeah yeah me too right it's always just called the book of isaiah but um <laughs> i he meant chapters i we understand man we're just messing with you but um yeah we're just messing with you, you, you i think you know me by now i like to take every, everything out of context to just to get on people's nerves Bad yeah habit. i <laughs> Uh, oh, I know, but um, yeah, I actually finished all the epistles. They're full of glorious new covenant promises and reality. Amen. That they are, brother. Um, I'm actually, I finished the Gospel of Mark also last Sunday, ironically, and now I finished all the epistles. I'm in Luke, but I kind of float. Like I'm also in uh, Proverbs. I think. The one book I'm in consistently every day seems to be Proverbs. So that's no longer Psalms then? No, no. I finished Psalms a while ago. Like right before, probably like a few weeks into the show. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So I'm, a little bit, I'm way off then. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, Proverbs is where I am right now. And it's also for this season of life that I'm in, like there's new chapters Yeah, really like almost every day. Sometimes it's overwhelming because um, I think Dylan, I think me and you, we kind of hinted on this the other day in our private conversation. I'm going to let everyone know this. It, in this season, my life has changed more drastically than it ever has. It, I'm in a new yeah, I'm, state. I'm, so, I'm in the same way, Joe. Yeah. But I'll let you yeah. finish before I say exactly why I'm in the same boat, roughly. All right. Oh, it's just I'm in a just I'm in a new state. I'm starting a new chapter. I'm going to a different kind of school than I've ever have before. Um, you know, I'm because of COVID. I looking for jobs and I'm looking for jobs that I places I never thought I'd look and and it's humbling in many ways but and there are some days that it's really hard for me to see but I know that God's hand is on this time in my life it's on it's on every aspect of my life but it's just it it's just really kind of scary sometimes to see how everything changes especially in a relatively short amount of time. So Dylan, what are, what are you talking about in terms of your drastic changes? 
Well, it's not really a drastic change as of yet, but uh, with within the next two two weeks, I I will have been officially six months seizure free. So I'm 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 extremely happy with that because I'm probably get to be back on the road. I still have yet to get my license, so this is just another step in the right direction. But uh, hopefully by this time ne next year, I'll, I'll be moving up to Hattiesburg. So that's going to be the drastic change. It's just getting I'm just getting prepared for that drastic change because I've always been Crazy. under my mom's roof, either that, or, either that or my dad or my grandparents, at least for visitation purposes anyway, but uh, ultimately my mom's roof, and it's going to be my first time yeah. ever be, being on, on my own, fully independent of everything. Praise God, brother. Um, that's me and you are actually in the same boat there, but, uh, oh man, dude, it's a scary time, but it's, it's exciting, right? It's almost like going on a roller coaster. Yeah. Like you fear, the, all right. Uh, Landon's got to run later, brother. Will you be here on Thursday for the uh, One Nation interview? I wish okay, I had, okay. I, I wish I had a strength, strength to run, but all I can do is walk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate running, running sucks. All right, Landon, <laughs> God bless you, brother. Take care. Well, am I the I, way I that's am? the I, I don't know, but uh. Dylan, you know, um, you know me. I like to be. I like to. I like. I'm. I'm relatively fit, right? Plus, so am I. But yeah, you're. You're. You're more of on the workout side than I am. Yeah, I think you're more on like the manual labor and reaping the benefits from that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm much more like, like hit the weights stuff like that. Yeah, do calisthenics. I hate running. That's my least favorite form of exercise. I just hate it so much. Well, the only time, I, the only time I can I can tolerate running, it, not to get too far off point and everything, but uh, is whenever I'm racing or just playing playing the other sports that it's not just simply running in and of itself, but it always has to it always has to feature other people around me, like soccer, so more more or less competition. Soccer, basketball, football. Anything that, that you can think of that includes running, that's the only way that can tolerate running. I feel you, man. I feel you. I, I just can't. I, I, I could count me out. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I, I do it, but I, just, I don't like it. Yeah. So, um, in, my, in my case, my, my, my running come, comes into uh, taking an overhaul of buggies and having, having a car not, not knowing how, how to, how to, uh, pull out or drive forward pro properly and almost hit him all having to run to catch up with the buggies themselves because of that <laughs> sudden, sudden, sudden turn to, to avoid being, being hit by a car. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. What, and with me and my stubbornness, you just never learned to, to take a, take a lot of load. <laughs> you, just, you just keep growing the load. The more you get stronger. <laughs> you get. Yeah, that's very true, man. Um, all right, so you think we should call it a day? Yeah. All right, so um, before we pray out, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's listening later on or listened live. Uh, you know, we wouldn't be here without you guys. We wouldn't, um, yeah, you guys make this possible. And so I really do thank God for you. And please join us on Thursday at 7 o'clock Eastern time for our interview with One Nation. I can't wait for this. They're extremely talented. Their album, I, 
I EP I should say because there's not albums has slightly more songs but uh, their EP is gonna kill I've literally heard, been hearing about this for a little over a year now I could guarantee it's gonna be something special so uh, Dylan thank you so much for uh, being on the show and having the Sunday talk with me man always always a pleasure to be here yeah it's always good so on that note would you care to uh pray us out sure all right heavenly father we we come to you tonight to uh, or this afternoon rather to uh thank you for the technology that that we have to uh be able to get together god to uh, discuss your word discuss the people your people discuss those that are not necessarily your people, but are coming to you, your people. Probably a better way that I could have put that, but I, you know what's on my heart, God. I pray that Todd's, Todd White's repentance is genuine, that it's not just a, a show play, play role, whatever you want to call, call it. I pray that it's truly genuine and, and that he, he resigns from, from the pulpit and gets in the pew where he, where he belongs to <clears throat> genuinely learn your word, God, from, from somebody who, who is senior to to him and knows what they are talking about, and that if if he is truly and genuinely called to to preach at, at a later point in his life when he has the sound gospel in in him, that you would show him show him what he needs to do to get back to that point. I pray for this Thursday that uh the interview with One Nation will will go smoothly. I pray that more people and more and more and more will come, come to know who, who you are as God, as our Father, as our Creator, as our Sustainer, as our Healer, God. That and that uh, you would just bless everybody throughout the week and sing your name, Amen. Amen. Whew, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. All right. <laughs> all right so um today's closing scripture is the most famous verse in the whole bible it's john 3 16 for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life this has been the sunday talk please join us again on thursday hope you have a good week guys take care god bless you